You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the star you are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, hello, Power Partners. Are you ready to party? Welcome to Radio's finest hour of Power Star Style, Be the Star You Are, a place that we celebrate you with beautiful authors and experts who enhance your life I am Cynthia Bryan. I am your personal growth success coach, and I am always excited to bring you better tools for living. We have just a super show for you today as a few of our favorite authors return with some of their new things. First up is going to be author Jane Lowry Christian, who you will remember wrote Boogie and Sissy's Adventure, and now she is debuting her fabulous new books for children with the Quackless Duck series. You're going to really like them, and the kids in your life will too. Following Jane will be the common sense guy, Bud Belanich, and he returns to share his gift of optimism and straight talk for success. Followed by youth advocate Billy Joe Dahl talking about encouragement and adventure as well as coping with life. And finally, a teen leader and superstar, Sujin Park, speaking about learning leadership. So sit back relax, and enjoy. Well, Jane Lowry Christian didn't start writing until her golden years, and golden they are indeed. So far, she is on a writing spree. She's published her novel, Boogie and Sissy's Adventure, and a new series of adorable books for kids called Quackless Duck. Jane was born during the Depression in Missouri, where she still resides today with her husband, and she enjoys family playing the piano, sketching, and drawing. And I I really think her imagination is running wild, and she's having lots of fun with the Quackless Deck series. Welcome back, Jane, to Be the Star You Are. Well, thank you very much, Cynthia. It is so fun to go from your personal autobiography to see what you have created with Quackless Duck. And today we're going to be talking about Quackless Duck and his secret pals, and Quackless Duck gets washed away and finds a new home. But before we start, where did you get your inspiration? Because obviously you have a the, the wonderful little child alive in you. Well, I... <laughs> I always wanted to write children's books, and uh, I this duck that I had that I still have was a quackless quack. He quacked when because he had a sensor. So I just got the idea, and I wanted to do a children's series. So I come up with this, and when I was writing these books, uh, words just came on the page. They just came, and I just wrote them down. I didn't know where they come from, but I'll tell you, Cynthia. I did pray for the words to let me write this book. And you know what? I was just going to say that, Jane, when you said that. I was like, this is like divine intervention, isn't it? It's sort of like the words, this is automatic writing, where you just sit down and you say, okay, God, let, you know, just let me inspire kids. Let me give children something fun to relate to. And it just came. Yes, you know, and I'm still at it. I'm uh, working, started on number seven, and I'm going to do a number eight, and I know the titles already, and 
Uh, I felt like that I wasn't finished, so I'm going to do two more. Oh, I just love it. Well, and, you know, I'm really excited, too, and I'll just announce this to all our listeners worldwide because they'll be able to listen to them on audio, and then they'll be able to um, also get the books from you, the Quackless Duck series. But you're going to be able to hear Jane Lowry Christian's Quackless Duck series on the Reading Spell Success Program at StarStyleRadio.com. We have our voice actors are in the process now, Jane, of working on Quackless Duck Gets Washed Away and Quackless Duck and His Secret Pals. So it's going to be really fun to hear the audio version, and you, everyone just has to get the book to follow along with these wonderful illustrations. Well, so really let's excited. start with Quackless Duck and His Secret Pals. When I first started reading it, you know, it was one of these things that I actually wanted to read it in my bathroom because I also have a rubber ducky. I think everybody probably does. What do you think, Jane? Well, I'm sure they have. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have them in more than one place. And, well, I have to admit, the rubber duckies for me, it wasn't for my kids. I have one for my kids, but I also have one for me. But I also found that I put little quackless ducks in my ponds and in my fountains. So this book spoke to me. So quackless duck is having a very busy morning because he had been playing with his family, etc. But he has other play friends when his family goes away, and they don't realize that he has a whole life of his own outside of them. Let's talk about Quackless Duck and his secret pals and how they solve the problem. Okie doke, I'm ready. Well, I was, what happens here in this story is that the secret duck, I mean, the, um, the, the duck is sitting here, and at his window comes two little bears. Where does two little bears come from? Well, there's a, a tall, dark woods behind the house that Quackless resides in, and, and he visits Quackless, they visit Quackless ever so often, and he hears their voices, and so they jumps through the window, and one of them jumps into his uh, tub and uh, almost splashes him out, and then the other one jumps in and does splash him out. Right. And uh, so they just go from there, and, and in order to get the mist cleaned up because his uh, family's coming home, he uh, sends uh, the little, one of the bears called Harley Ray back uh, out to the trees to get his mama bear, you know, big mama, and uh, to come and help him clean up the mess because his family is going to be home pretty soon, and he doesn't want them to know that he has these little bears visit him. Yeah, and he is having so much fun, and he can't tell them apart, can he, Jane? It's Harley May, I mean Haley May, and Harley Ray, and they just look like twins, and they're very mischievous little bears with big black eyes, and they just love playing with Quackless. And he's having a great time too until he ends up with water all over and kind of wonders what's going to happen. But then the big mama bear comes in. And what does she do, Jane? Well, he looks at her in amazement because he had never seen her before. And uh, she pats him on the, his head and tells him, you know, it's going to be okay. So she mops up the mess and, and he hears uh, his family coming, the boy that it plays with him. And uh, so he tells them to leave right now, and he gets very impatient. And uh, and how did Mama Bear ever get out? Because she's a big one, and she had to squeeze through that window, too. 
well, you know, this is uh, fantasy. So she got through. <laughs> and, but I mean, you know, maybe on... that's, the, that's the whole idea, is that when you think hard enough and you say, I can do it, I can do it, you can do it. Yes, and uh, Quackless was left on the chair there in the, in the bathroom. He didn't, that he didn't ask his little bear friends to set him back in the tub. So here comes his family, and what's he, what is he going to tell them? And, wh- and how is he going to tell them? Because they don't know that he can talk. No, he only talks to his family or his bear his friends. friends. He doesn't talk to his, his human family. He only talks to his animal friends. And all the books are like that. He can only talk to his, his animal friends. So what actually, how, how does, uh, how, I guess we will just leave it to the end. I wonder what his family thinks when they find him on the chair. Yeah, well, you know, that's kind of a cliffhanger there. I it's guess. a cliffhanger. <laughs> I mean, because they have to walk in and wonder, oh, my goodness, didn't we leave him in the, in the bathtub? Yeah, and I... Uh, so Quackless has a secret, doesn't he? Yes, he does, and I do those pictures in uh, bold color in uh, cartoon style. And uh, I get better as I go along in each book, I find, after I... Well, you are, you're an artist as well, aren't you? Well, uh, I try to be. I enjoy doing it. Well, I, I don't know if you ever felt you were, you know, in your youth and when you were first, you know, first starting off, but you do a lot of sketching and drawing now. And I think that the illustrations in the book, they're very bright, they're very colorful, and they're very inviting to children. And these bears look so cuddly and quackless is just adorable. Yeah, he's, he looks different in each one, I think, but he, he changes as we go along, as you'll see as I send you these stories. And that, well, I even noticed it in your second book, which is Quackless Duck Gets Washed Away and Finds a New Home. And we're going to talk about this one now. But I wanted to tell tell our listeners, too, first that you grew up on a farm, so you were always surrounded by a lot of animals, weren't you? Oh, yes. Yeah, but, you know, I never did have a pet duck. Uh, You never had a pet duck? (laughs) I had some when I lived on the farm here recently, but the but turtles not as a got child, them, so right? I, they didn't last very long. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you live, you know, if you live near nature, and you, uh, you, there's always raccoons and hawks and other coyotes and other things that kind of think that ducks make good dinners. Oh, yeah, they're pretty tasty. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you have to be, you got to be careful. Well, let's talk about Quackless Duck Gets Washed Away and okay. Finds a New Home. Now, first, on the cover, you've got, you know, a, a picture. You have a little pooch and duck, and you've got the bears. So well, tell us about the cover first of the book. Well, uh, the cover is uh, includes uh, the little dog that rescues uh, quackless. He gets washed away in this flood, and he ends up uh, in the uh, presence of this little dog. His name, her name is Bailey, and actually, she's a real live duck. I mean, oh, she's a she's a, a real, real live, live dog because dog. she's a yeah. rescued dog, right? Yeah, uh-huh. and she's got an owner who. Are you still there? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So she's and so she is a real live, um, real live dog. And so let's talk about this story and how you came about this one. Had you you had been talking about the story, you knew about the story, and this is how it sort of unfolded in getting involved with Quackless. That's right. Yeah, it it just kind of come along, and uh, and the, uh, Quackless ended up going home with this little dog, and 
and uh, being this little dog's toy, of course. And uh, he, which he, is a good thing, though. That became Quackless' new home. Now, what was interesting, though, about the real life Bailey is Bailey's from Ireland. Yeah, that's right. She was born in Ireland, and uh, she came over here. Her owner saw her in a uh, oh, you know, like the cheap dogs in, and uh, Bailey was looking at her. Amy's her name. Was looking at her like. You know, she and Amy fell in love with her, of course, and brought her home with her, and and uh, so that's how I got acquainted with Bailey. Was uh, going to um, oh PT, you know, uh, physical therapy, and meeting this little dog. So uh, I just had to put her in the book to rescue Quackless. Well, ha- do you think that Bailey barks with an Irish accent? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would make Bailey very interesting. Now, your drawings have changed already here in book two. So what is the difference in the art style that you're using? Because now I see Quackless is actually, you know, outside, outside of, uh, he's not obviously in the bathtub. He's actually getting to be on real water near the forest now. Well, he's still... uh... He's still a rubber duck. He he hasn't changed any. Well, he he's going to be Bailey's a rubber duck. I don't know if he's. Are, are you? Is he going to change into a real duck, or is that? Well, a uh, that's in the next stories. Ah, yeah. I haven't read that one three. yet. But when he's out outside of the rubber duck, he sees in the trees. He sees bears up the tree. Yes, that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a flood there, and uh, he was. He's uh, concerned how he's going. Bear Pals was doing, and he saw him up the tree, you know, trying to stay out of the water. But and they were, but they were doing all right. So he yeah. felt a little bit better there. And it looks like in the drawings are are these are they cattails that I'm yeah, seeing here? Cattails. Yeah, those look. Those are great. Do you ever eat cattails? Did you ever eat no, them? Oh no. <laughs> because you know they can taste when you pull away the reeds. They taste like celery. Oh, they do? I yes, it's, they're one of those edible uh, reeds that especially the Native Americans always loved. Is that right? I didn't know that. Yes, it's really fun to kind of learn all these new things. So so anyway, when the sun came out, Bailey looked at, uh, at uh, Quackless and was really interested in what was this? You know, what was this little little duck? And tell us about how Quackless enjoyed being the new toy for Bailey. Well, uh, he was taken care of completely, you know. He didn't have to do a thing. And uh, he was entertaining Bailey, and they'd go, he'd go to PT with Bailey and her owner, and they'd uh, help the old folks, you know, uh, do what they do for old folks, make them happy. Bailey wagged her tail for the old folks and entertained them, and that's what they did. That was their job. And at first, I, I think that Bailey, he really wanted to hurry up to get home because he wanted to make sure that he got back in time so that Amy would know, his owner would know that everything was all right. Yeah, and she, she worried about him, you know. When he... Yeah, she worries. Of course she worries because she loves him. It's just like any time. Mm-hmm. We love him. Now, uh, what about the little home that Quackless is now living in, which is like the mailbox? Oh, well, that's Bailey's bed, so he shares Bailey's bed. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that, isn't that the dream of every, of every uh, rubber duck, is to actually get to cuddle up with your, your new family? 
Well, I think so. Yeah, that would be. Now, Jane, is it in the following book? Do we get to find out what happened to Quackless's family and how they felt about losing Quackless? Well, no. You know, I never Quackless never found his family, and he goes on to uh, uh, his bear, uh, or he talks uh, his friend Bailey into taking him back to find his bear pals in the next book, and uh, he spends the winter with them. And uh, it just goes on from there, and he and something happens to him that makes him different, and uh, he has to deal with uh, having a, a tummy, hungry tummy, you know, after he got to be a real duck, and and he just has a lot of problems. Too. Well, I think when you become real, it's it's a little more difficult. Well, the name of the series is Quackless Duck, and there's many different books. You just heard Jane said that she's as now she's working on her seventh in the Quackless Duck series. This is a lovely book series for children, beautifully illustrated by the author Jane Lowry Christian. You'll be able to see more of these books at StarStyleRadio.com, and you'll be able to hear them on the Reading Spells Success program and how would you like people to contact you uh they can uh, call the ex libris corporation if they would like to have a book let's it just is... give out that phone number because it's a toll-free number right yes uh-huh, it is it's uh, 888-795-5555 so the phone number is 888-795-4274. Well, Jane, thank you so much for bringing the two, the first two books of the Quackless Duck series to be the star you are. And hopefully as you pen them, you'll come back on and we will discuss the adventures of Quackless Duck and we'll find out all the new secrets that he's up to and the new friends that he meets. And this is just a great series for kids. So thank you, Jane, for joining us on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thank you very much, Cynthia. All right. Well, we'll talk again, and don't forget to listen to her her audio programs on Reading Spell Success at StarStaleRadio.com. When we come back, we're going to be talking to one of the most positive and optimistic guys, Bud Belanich, and he is the common sense guy. You've heard him before. I love him. I'll be back in a minute with him. Cynthia Bryan, this is Star Style. Be the star you are. Stay with us. Light up the flame. It burns deep within your heart Where the real you yearns Spread your wings and fly Although the journey's so long Keep that love alive And your spirit strong you're a seeker, a dreamer with courage to give every special part of you. You're an artist, a poet. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel.
Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations. With personalized sessions by phone or in person, you'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. You can be the star you are. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestarur.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. I am so appreciative that you are staying with us. What a fun show we're having, starting off with children's books, and now we're going to go straight talk for success. As every week, Be the Star You Are wants to bring you the authors and the experts and the professionals that will help you lead a more fulfilled and successful life. One of my greatest pleasures this past year was meeting the pragmatic and magnanimous gentleman who is dedicated to your success, Bud Belanich. Bud is the author of seven books, including Straight Talk for Success, which he discussed recently on our program. He generously contributed a chapter called The Gift of Optimism to the new Be the Star You Are for Teens book, and he's working on a brand new book, 42 Rules to Jumpstart Your Professional Success. Well, here is the common sense guy himself. Hello, bud. How are you? Oh, I'm great, Cynthia. How are you? I am so fine, and it is so great to speak with you. It's always fun to get together because you are filled with such optimism and hope and success stories. I I have a lot of fun when I'm with you. Well, the same is true. Uh, I love it uh, when I have a chance to talk to you, and I really appreciate you inviting me to be on the show today. Well, first of all, I want to thank you. You submitted a, a chapter for the book, Be the Star You Are for Teens. It's called The Gift of Optimism. And to me, it is such an important chapter because this is what you're all about, and this is what you teach when you're, you are coaching for success. And it really is a about being positive and optimistic in life. You shared a story about how you were um, writing and you didn't know in your high school year about this, uh, you know, how big this particular essay contest was, this scholarship. Would you share that story? Because I think it's so helpful to all of us. Well, sure, and it is a great story, and it's, uh, I always laugh because it has its roots in a quote by Mark Twain, that says all you need in this life is ignorance and confidence, and then success is sure. And 
as this, what happened in the story was I was competing in a contest that was actually county-wide, so that meant that there were 25 high schools or so competing, and I thought I was competing in a contest where uh, for my high school. I thought that uh, two kids from each high school in the county were going to get selected to win this prize, when in fact it was two kids in the county. And so I was ignorant of the actual difficulty of the task before me, but I was very confident because I was the editor of my school newspaper and the editor of my new of my yearbook, and so I just knew that I was at least one of the two best writers in my high school. So I found that that confidence and and the ignorance of not understanding the difficulty of the task was very liberating. I sat and I wrote my essay and I wrote it with great confidence, and I probably took some risks that I might not have taken had I realized that uh, the difficulty of winning, and sure enough, I won. So and see, there's, again, there's a very big lesson in here. Mark Twain is really correct. We yeah, do have to be ignorant of certain situations. Yes. Well, and the, the fact of the matter was is that of all these teens, you won, you know, the first place when you really only thought you were competing against your own school. So what do you think that we can take away from that lesson for our own lives? Because, as you said just now, you did have to take, you probably took some extra risks because, you felt so confident that you were one of uh, one of at least the top two. It, do you think that's putting yourself that little bit over the edge is what gives people that extra amount of achievement that really kind of helps you go the next part? I mean, we're going to talk about your 42 rules to jumpstart your professional success because I know you think like I do, rules are meant to be broken, and so it's kind of probably what you did. Well, yeah, I, I, I wasn't conservative. I was willing to take some risks. And it's kind of like the old saying, you know, dance is looking. And, it, and if, when you do that, when you don't really care what other people think, but you enjoy yourself when you're dancing, chances are you're going to produce your best work and you're probably going to dance pretty well, too. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. You do have to get out on the dance floor, though, don't you? Yes, you do. You know, <laughs> yes, you always do. Well, another quote that you like is by Winston Churchill. You say, a peasant sees the difficulty in every opportunity, and an optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. How true that is. We can, we have a choice. We can decide that we are going to be optimists or we can decide that we are going to be pessimists. And the reality is, is that decision determines a good portion of how successful we'll be in life. Well, you know, if you're an optimist, you're right. If you're a pessimist, you're right. So uh, why not be an optimist? Yes, yes. That's exactly what a good, that's a really good thing. That's a, like if you think you can, you're right, and if you think you can't, you're wrong. Exactly. You're right. Well, let's talk about your new book, bud, that you're on 42 rules to jumpstart your personal success. This is really a follow-up to your book, Straight Talk for Success, which is common sense ideas that won't let you. Now, you are, before we go to the book, you are actually known as a common sense guy, and I think that's what attracted me to you so much, is that you're just not full of baloney. You are just a, you know, I, I can do it kind of guy, and let's just find the simple way, and we don't have to make things complicated. How did you actually get that that name of being the common sense guy? Well, I, I decided that at one point that I needed to brand myself, 
you know, as you are the Oprah of the uh, airway. Right, right. And and so what I did was I started uh, asking people close to me and people who knew me and my work and some of my clients, and I said, well, what do you think of when 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 I come up? And an overwhelming number of people said, well, I really like your common sense approach to, uh, you know, both how you help people with your coaching and how you help us with our businesses. And so I thought that was was okay. I, I, I like that. That resonated with me. So I, so I I got common sense right away. And then I started thinking, well, what should I be? And I thought, well, maybe I could be common sense doctor because that could play on my educational credentials. And I figured, well, no. Right, because you have a PhD. I was a medical doctor and uh, common sense guru, and that sounded almost too pretentious and too new age at the same time. So then somebody said to me, um, well, why don't you be the common sense guy? And I said, well, that's too pedestrian. And then I started thinking, you know, well, that's who I am. I'm just a guy. I mean, I'm a guy from Pittsburgh, a working-class guy who had a lot of breaks in life and was able to uh, build some success. And so if you look at me, I really am. I think I do come from a common-sense perspective, and I'm just a guy. So I'm here to help you, and I'm here to meet you at your level one-on-one because we're guys and gals in this together. And so that's how I ended up being the common-sense guy. And, and I, I, it's I so it perfect. It fits you so much, and I think uh, how much my dad would have loved to have talked with you because growing up, that was the one thing that was the most important to him. He, to be, none of my family had education. Nobody went to college. I was the first one to go to college, and as you know, I put myself through college raising chickens. And my parents would always say to me that, yes, education is important, but common sense is the most important. And he used to always tell me about how many educated, um, stupid people he knew because they didn't have common sense. They had all kinds of book knowledge, which is important because I'm about literacy, but I really feel that you have to have common sense. You have to combine it, and that gets back to probably the first quote that you were talking about is a little bit of the ignorance, you know, with the optimism and mix it together and and go forward. Well, your next book, Bud, 42 Rules to Jumpstart Your Professional Success. Let's just give a couple of the the rules out just for the listeners to kind of whet their appetite. And then, of course, when the book gets written, you'll just have to come back on the show. But rule number one, which I love, is that rules were meant to be broken. And, you know, the idea behind that one is, you know, I call these rules, and they're, they're rules for me, Cynthia, because they've worked for me in my life. And the, um, but they may, they may not work for you. They may work partially for you. So what I'm urging people to do in that very first rule is, yes, please read what I have to say, and I hope you like it. But if you don't, make your own rules up or break these rules or use them as you think they apply to you, not as they necessarily apply to me. Because I think, as I said, the rules that have worked for me, but they may not work for you or for another reader, so please feel free to break them. Exactly. And see, I like that because that is very important in life is that what's good for somebody else isn't necessarily good for you. And it's very important that we know ourselves, which is your rule number 35, is Mm -hmm. we have to get to know ourselves intimately. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have to be our best selves. That's all we can be. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that that rule is the, the sort of the second part of that is, well, use this self-knowledge to better understand others. So I, I've spent a lot of time and a lot of effort trying to figure out what makes me tick, what turns me on, what makes me happy, what makes me sad, frustrated, uh, all of those things. And and what I do when I meet other people, I try to. I'm saying to myself, well, how is this person similar to me? How is this person different than me? And so that can help me be able to figure out how I can best communicate and get my messages across to these other people because I've taken the time to say, okay, well, this person is similar in this way and different in this way, and so I better adapt my style to be uh, so I can communicate with her. Uh, for example, I'm, I'm, I tend to be a big-picture intuitive thinker. I also tend to deal with a lot of people who are engineers and accountants in my consulting practice. Engineers and, consultant, engineers and accountants don't really like to hear big-picture ideas. They want to kind of hear a structured one, two, three, four approach. So once I realize that somebody's more structured in their approach to life than me, who's big picture and intuitive, I immediately shift into a mode where I am much more structured in explaining what my idea is to people, and I find that that works so much better because what I'm doing is using my self-knowledge to see how I'm similar or different to somebody else and then meeting them at their comfort level as opposed to having them adapt to me. And that's how modeling, too, that's a very important part of success, and that's a very important part of doing business. Well, we want everyone, you'll be looking forward to Bud Belanich's new book, 42 Rules to Jumpstart Your Professional Success. Get Straight Talk for Success right now. Go to his website, commonsensecoach.com. Is that the one you want to give out? Sure. Okay, commonsensecoach.com. As you can tell, Bud has the answers if you have the questions. And if you don't even have the questions, just get in touch with them anyway. Bud, thank you for coming back on the show on Be The Star You Are. It's always so great to talk with you, and we'll be in touch, I know, a lot more. And I'm really looking forward to 42 Rules to Jumpstart Your Professional Success. Thank you so much, Cynthia. Thank you, Bud. Well, now we're going to be talking to another one of my favorite authors, Billy Joe's Doll, who you'll remember she wrote the book The Seekers and the Marauders. We haven't had the Marauders on the show yet, but we talked all about her young, um, her, it was a, a young youth book for, um, called The Seekers. And despite illnesses or physical challenges, Billy Joe lives a life to the fullest with joy with passion she contributed two chapters to be the star you are for teens the gift of adventure and the gift of encouragement hello billy joe i'm so glad you're here hi cynthia it's wonderful to be with you again well and congratulations since the last time we spoke you actually are hosting your own radio show now coping with life how's that going It's absolutely great. I'm sure, as you know, we get to meet such awesome people with such incredible stories. Most of my guests are just ordinary people who have done extraordinary things with some of the 
junk life has given them, and uh, it, it's it's I love it. I absolutely well, you know, love and it. And I think Billy Joe, you just hit on something that's really important. And the fact is, is that all of us are ordinary people, every single one of us. But we all have the ability to be extraordinary at something. I mean, that's where I get the be the star you are from. We all can have some way that we can sparkle and shine. Well, I'd like to, if you're okay with it, let's talk about a couple of um, the things that you have written in the new book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, because you wrote about the gift of adventure and the gift of encouragement. And I thought we might start with encouragement uh, first, because that, to me, was such such an important thing. You are a very big encouraging people. You spend your life doing encouraging things. But it, I didn't realize till I read this story that you wrote on how when you were a child, you knew people by their shoes. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. My, my classmates used to quiz me, you know, who's this? Because I would know people by their shoes, and they thought it was really funny, and it was actually a way to haze me, you know, but... Um, the only time I messed up is when someone got new shoes. Yeah, I went around with my head down, my hair over my face, trying to hide from the world. And uh, it's hard to believe that that's the type of person I used to be, but it was. But, but what changed that is that you found, or they found you, you had some role models and some mentors that made a difference in your life, that actually helped you to grow and be. I would like you um, to tell, to, you know, I want to go tell a little bit about that because uh, all of us need a role model, but we're going to just take a quick break, if that's okay, Billy Joe, so you've got to hold on with me for this break. And then when we come back, if you would talk about how you found your mentors and the importance of having a coach or someone you can count on in life that can just cheer you on and help you not just to look at shoes but to look people in the eye. You bet. All right. We're talking to Billy Joe Dahl. I just want you to you can go to her website during break. It's billyjoedahl.com, and she is the author of The Seekers and The Marauders, wonderful books for young people, and, of course, she's the host of her own radio show, Coping With Life. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and both Billy Joe and I will be back in just a second right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. Stay with us. Listen. Listen. Are you ready? The world is talking. Are you ready? World Talk Radio. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature Star Style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. You're listening to World Talk Radio.
You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the star you are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, welcome back. We're glad that you stayed with us. So we're talking with Billy Joe Dahl, and she's talking about encouragement. Tell us about mentorship. Well, you asked before we went to break how I found them. I didn't. I didn't know I needed to or how to, um, but... They found me, different people who saw potential in me and encouraged me, um, sometimes, you know, encouraged strongly, you know, to get up off here, whatever, and, and uh, do this. You can do this. And it, it uh, I still have, but what I do differently now, Cynthia, is when I see someone that has something I want or like, I did this last week. I went up to a woman and said, I want to know who you are. Mm. I want to get to know you. And I think I surprised her. I think but she had this glow about her that I wanted to know what it was. Think about how you empowered her, Billy Joe. how she must have gone home and felt so fabulous that someone cared enough to tell her that they wanted to get to know her. You know, in your the gift of encouragement that's in the new book, Be the Star You Are, you wrote a really great exercise, and I just wanted to share a little bit about that because what you said is the gift of encouragement begins with kindness and caring, and that's what you're all about is kindness and caring. Yep. People ask me what I do for a living. I just smile and say I love people, mm, yeah. and they look at me strangely, but that's what I do, and that's what I try to bring into every day, whether it's just you know, simple things, being kind to a checkout person at a store. It starts very simple. Well, because everybody matters, and that's the key. Right. Everybody matters. Well, and what you say in your exercise is to close your eyes and think of ways to encourage people and to compliment people every day, just like you were just saying that you, yes, you do, and to believe in other people and help other people achieve their dreams. Uh, I'm such a big believer in that. I mean, my mission's always been to help other people find their mission and then achieve their dreams. And this is what you want to do, too. And you ask people to write down what it is that they can do because nothing's impossible. Nothing. Absolutely nothing's impossible. If you would have asked me 30, 40 years ago if I ever would have my own radio show or be a published author, I would have thought you were absolutely bonkers insane. Yes. But yet, here I am. I and, and I would say ditto to that for me. I mean, I would have never known. You know, it's like you have these dreams, but you don't really think. Especially like both you and I are both ranch girls. You know, grew up grew up on horseback, kind of in in the boondocks. You just don't think that you're going to have those kind of opportunities. But the bottom line is, is heck, if if we can do it, anybody can do it, right, Billy Joe? That's true. I mean, you well, went from a chicken farmer to a star searcher. Montana out is you also wrote a story, the gift of. Adventure, and you talked about being an exchange student, and that was so much fun. And you had a lot of funny stories there. (laughs) 
It, it was a wonderful, wonderful. It was the first thing truly in my life that made a life-changing difference in my life where um, I start to feel as though I had some worth. Well, and, you know, the thing about it is is when you come from a, especially a rural community, but when you do travel, no matter where it is, you grow as a person when you learn other cultures, other foods, you make mistakes in other languages, but you also learn that we all have a commonality in our humanness, don't you? Yes, to connect with people, even with my recent trip to Mexico, um, the the struggles with Spanish, I'm a very slow Spanish learner, and how neat it was for me to have different people approach me or me trying to talk to them and laughing with the women over over the things that we would try to say. Yes, right. Well, we uh, I want to give out your website so people can get your books, they can listen to your radio show, and, of course, we want to have you back on one of these days for the Marauders, but we've been talking to Billy Joe Dahl. She is a contributor to the book Be the Star You Are for Teens, which you'll read her stories. Her own books are The Secret. Marauders, you can go to billyjoedoll.com or catch her her uh, Coping With Life radio show. So, Billy Joe, congratulations. Thank you for joining me again. And, of course, we will be in touch. You bet, Cynthia. Thank you. Have a Thank blessed day. Thank you. Well, now we're going to go to California with our teen chairperson of Be The Star You Are charity, who is a role model for young people. She's going to be about leadership. I've got Sujin Park with me. Welcome, Sujin, to Be The Star You Are. Hi, Cynthia. How are it, you? It's been a long time. I've been trying to get you on this show because <laughs> I think that you are such an outstanding teenager. And again, you have contributed to the book, Be The Star You Are for Teens. You wrote The Gift of Leadership, which is right. really a wonderful story. And I want you to tell a little bit about yourself because you originally came from Korea. You moved to England, and you are now living in California. So you really are, you know, you've, you've had a world, a world education, but what you've really learned in the last few years is how to take a lot of responsibility and be a great leader. Right, definitely. Well, growing up in um, three different countries was not only hard for me to adjust to different communities, but it was, you know, um, different, this, interacting in different environments was definitely hard for me to, you know, adjust. And when I first came to California, it was really hard for me to get to know people and make friends because obviously I grew up in the city and here in Moraga, which is a very small town, um, everybody had different expectations. And, you know, it was really hard for me to um, kind of adjust to the community. So, yeah, definitely I've learned a lot, um, you know, moving around in different countries. And, uh, yeah. And and what I think that I want to talk about the story you wrote, The Gift of Leadership, because what I get from it when I read that is that we, no matter what age we are, we have to put ourselves out there and take a risk, be willing to make a mistake, and reach out to learn the skills that we need. And one of the best ways that you found to learn skills was to volunteer your time with a charity, which we were fortunate enough that it would be the star you are. Tell us right. about that adventure for you. Well, when I first came here, as I've said, um, I, was, I felt kind of lost and I didn't really have any friends. And that's when I 
um, started looking into um, volunteering opportunities so that I can, you know, hopefully get to know more people and get adjusted to this community. And I found to be the Sayuara Charity website online, and that's when I emailed you and um, said that I wanted to, I'm interested in volunteering. And uh, you offered me to uh, meet with you and then have an interview. And back then I didn't know that Be the Sayuara Charity was a literature charity, so when I first went to the office, uh, I basically didn't really have an idea what this charity was all about. But you told me that it was a literature charity, and um, I responded saying that I don't really like reading and writing because I always <laughs> Which that uh, we found very, very funny that <laughs> here we were, a literacy charity about literacy and me, uh, positive media, and you, you could care less about reading or writing. Yeah, exactly. And um, I... I said that I like organizing instead of writing and reading, and you gave me a wonderful opportunity so that I could, you know, um, organize the office and then package the books and stuff, and that's when I started volunteering with Be This Thought You Are, and um, as I got more involved in Be This Thought You Are charity and got to know more people and the volunteers and stuff, that's when I started reading and writing more because I thought that maybe I should try it and see if I like it, and when I tried it, it actually worked, and people said I'm really good at it. So that's when I started finding an interest in reading and writing, and now um, I like reading and writing, too. So. Well, you know, Sujin, what would, your be advi- what would your advice be for other teens who may be listening or who will be reading the book? Just from your experience here, because the reality was, is, and this could really apply to jobs, too, if you don't fit into the job, Perhaps when you learn more about it and learn more about the benefits to yourself and how you can benefit the organization, maybe you can, you can learn these new skills and then you actually might like it. It might be that you didn't try it before. Right. And I think the most important thing is that you need to have fun while, you, while you're learning stuff. You need to, if you don't have fun while you're doing or learning a new thing, I don't think people will want to carry on and continue. I think the most important thing for us is to go out there and have fun and don't really care about what others think. Just focus on what you want to do. And even when you're learning stuff that's new, if you try and have fun and think positively, I think that helps a lot. And that's one of the things that I learned from volunteering Be the Style You Are because our team are volunteers. And you, of course, have taught me that um, having fun at the same time while you're learning is the most important thing. So I think um, one of the ways I learned um, about myself is that when I know I'm having fun, I can learn better, and um, that's, I think, the way to go. Oh, I know. I think that. Thank you so much for sharing that, Sujin, because we have had a lot of fun together. And one of the things that's been so great with Sujin is you love to laugh, Sujin. And we have made more mistakes. We have messed up more times. But instead of getting upset about it, we've always laughed it off, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. And I think this is what made a difference in that we can all grow as an organization and help others grow is to know that as long as you're working for excellence, there's no such thing as perfection. Right. And to me, that's a very important thing. Well, first of all, I want to also, before we only have a little time left, but congratulations, you're going to be going to NYU, and yeah. you are accepted to NYU. How are you, how are you feeling about that? 
I'm very flattered, and I'm very excited to go. I mean, um, I got accepted early because I, that NYU has always been my dream school, and one of the contributions was working with be this you are because obviously all the colleges want to see that you are the leader and you're not the person who's sitting at the back and not doing anything. They want to see that you're actually going out there and making a difference, and I think uh, I show that to them, and that's why they um, accepted me, and I'm very excited to go there and you know, exploring your world. Well, I want to, on behalf of all the volunteers at Be The Star You Are, as well as all the beneficiaries that benefit from the services and programs, I want to applaud you, Sujin, as our teen leader. You have been a stellar leader for two years. You've been willing to grow, to stretch, to risk, to organize. You've taken on so many, many challenges and just done it just with great, great ease and, as I said, with a sense of humor. And it's all of these skills that you have learned and acquired and that are also inborn strengths of yours are going to just serve you so well at college and also throughout life. And uh, congratulations. And just keep being the star you are. And now Sujin's in the process of training her successors, but there's going to be three different people taking the place of you, Sujin. So I think you have a lot to be very, very proud of. So thank you so much for joining us here on the radio. And, of course, um, Sujin and other volunteers are in the process of planning the big book launch for Be The Star You Are for Teens. We want you to go to the website, bethestarur.org. Would you like to leave a final comment, Sujin? Um, Yes, I would like to say just have fun and focus on what you're doing and don't think about what others think. Just have fun and go for it and you'll be successful and hopefully you can get to the goal that you want in your life. Well, thank you. That was Sujin Park. She is the teen leader of Be The Star You Are. I want to just say the only place where your dreams become impossible is in your own mind. So think big. Be the star you are. We'll see you next week when we celebrate once again. I am Cynthia Bryan. Go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Thank you for joining me, and thank you for being stars. Dare to dream. Ciao for now. You're a seeker, a dreamer, with courage to give every special part of you. You're an artist, a poet who will never give up. So make all your dreams come true. Let go of your fears. You traveled much too far. Show the world your smile Be the star you are Show the whole wide world your smile Thanks again for listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information about Be the Star You Are Nonprofit Corporation, please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. That's BeTheStarYouAre.org. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember, to be a leader, you must be a reader. Enjoy a stellar week. You're a seeker, a Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com the World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk.
The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.